The citizens of the grandest of all Crin cities, Palanthus, city of seven circles, hurried along her lamp-hung streets, glancing worriedly above their heads as they rushed homeward from the markets and plazas, another day of bustling commerce at an end. Thoughts of supper and bed competed with worries about the weather, and the prospects of arriving home soaked to the bone, for an ugly snarl of clouds hung over the city's rooftops, mumbling with thunder and crackling with lightning. Such violent early winter storms had become an all-too-common occurrence in the first years since the Chaos War, but this particular storm seemed to promise fresh surprises of fury and destruction. The light glowing from the city's many thousands of lamps and lighted windows painted the lower tatters of the storm a leprous yellow-gray, while directly above the center of the city, almost touched by the spires of the Lord's Palace, a great swirling wall of cloud had lowered threateningly from the base of the huge storm. An eerie, warm, moist wind rose from all circles of the city and began tumbling litter, dust, and sand down her centrally radiating, emptying streets. Into this rising wind stepped a lone figure, swathed in a heavy cloak, despite the unseasonable warmth of the evening. Though his back was bent and his face slanted away from the biting, dust-laden breeze, he walked with something of a sailorly swagger, like a man more used to the rolling deck of a ship than the cobbles of a city street. In his right hand he swung a gnarled black cane, marking time with it on the cobbles with a light tap at each step. As he strode across the street called Temple Row, passing before its gates into the old city, he tugged his deep hood close over his brow. A pair of dark-armored knights of Tachesis huddled in the lee of a guardhouse beside the gate, gazing expectantly at the sky. With a start, they noticed his appearance, but as he simply crossed the street and entered the notoriously loathsome Smith's Alley, they let him pass without question. Instead, one rapped on the wall of the guardhouse, bringing a third knight to the doorway. The three exchanged a few words. The third guard scratched something with a quill onto a slip of paper and nodded. The cloaked figure ignored them. As he entered the alley, the wind lessened somewhat. The buildings here, some of them almost as ancient as the city itself, crowded close upon the narrow alleyway, shutting out all light and air. The center of the alley was worn into a deep track by two thousand years of weary treading, and down it trickled a slow, noisome sump of sewage, rotting rinds of vegetables, grease, and offal. The resultant odor was stirred, albeit with some difficulty by the rising wind, but not enough to rake the air clean of its offensive smell. No mere storm, no matter how furious, could cleanse this particular backwash of humanity— Only the sea rising in flood might hope to purge these cobbles of their ages of filth. The man splashed across the alley with little more care than if it were a mountain brook. He muttered to himself, but not about what the alley's muck was doing to his boots, which were shoddy and heel-worn. A fine night, he grumbled to no one. Smith's alley was eerily quiet. No doubt a hundred watchful eyes and perhaps even a few arrows, daggers, and sling stones were trained upon his bent back. This was no place for the careless traveler. Few in the city of Palanthus, even its dreaded knights of Tachesis, 
dared walk this street alone at night. Better to enter a dragon's yawning maw than turn your steps down Smith's Alley after dark. However, the man seemed to know exactly where he was going, and it was entirely possible that he belonged there. Certainly, the tattered condition of his cloak and the confidence in his stride marked him as a likely denizen of this place. As no knife winged its silent way from the shadows to quiver in his back, as had happened to so many intruders before him, the unseen watchers appeared willing to let him pass for the moment. He continued on his way, as though heedless or unaware of any danger. Perhaps the unseen watchers stayed their swift, violent retribution because they thought him mad. A fine night indeed, he muttered again from beneath his hood.